Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday, June 21st. What? No. It's the 30th. June 30th. Why did I say that? 2021. Oh, there's where I got mm. things confused. I'm discombobulated, folks. You have tuned into the Rebel News live stream. Normally, I do it with Sheila on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Normally, Ezra, the big boss man himself, is here, but he's much too busy with more pressing matters. As you can tell, unless uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed transitioned overnight, uh, this is not her. This would be my fantastic co-host, Andrew Chapados, a.k.a. High Energy Andrew Says. And thank you for tuning in. And for those who are already missing Ezra Levent, well, sorry, no refunds. How you doing today, Andrew? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm confused as... All the guitars, Justin Terry, the producer, is getting all up in his own emotions, I think, uh, promoting himself right off the top. You know what? I think that's what confused me, you know, because very much I, I, I look at my life, folks, kind of like, you oh, know, that no. Saturday Night Live character, unfrozen caveman lawyer. I am unfrozen caveman journalist. Your fast moving cars, tall buildings and flashing lights frighten and confuse me. He says this, but he drives a hybrid. <laughs> a plug in hybrid, if you uh, don't. Mind. Is that public knowledge? <laughs> yes, it very much is. And I get mocked for it. But <laughs> who's the one by himself, solo driver, in the HOV lane, cruising down, avoiding the gridlock, taking 25 minutes off my commute, while uh, guys like our Schlepper producer there are stuck <laughs> in gridlock because he insists on a total carbon-burning vehicle. Yes, that's right. You know, even if I was a billionaire... <laughs> Andrew, let me tell you, mm -hmm. I would have at least one green-plated car in my fleet because, you know, it's nothing about the Greta Thunberg stuff or the Climate Barbie stuff. It's simply for the privilege of driving in the HOV lane without having another human occupant in there because, you know, I, I'm kind of antisocial on my commuting. And um, if time is money, I'll tell you, a half hour shaving off your commute each way, that's an hour a day. That's what five hours a week you do the math these are the forgotten lyrics of the bare naked lady song i think is what we're hearing here <laughs> what what's that if i had a million yeah, dollars exactly. <laughs> glad that's in your realm yeah oh. so i would get a green car but not a real green car that's cruel now andrew it's at this moment <laughs> i want to leave now Help me. There's the door. Help me, Rebel News fans. <laughs> At this point, what Sheila usually does, and I think you're going to do it, is uh, tell the audience, if they don't already know, what the ostensible policy reason is of this next <laughs> hour. Well, as approved by the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, we are here to give you today's news, <laughs> the most recent Rebel News stories, as well as stories heard around the world, and take your feedback through Super Chats on Super U has a tip function Odyssey has a function for paid-for chats, and we also want to take some of your most amazing comments selected by producer Justin. So we're going to get to the first story, I think, here, David Menzies, and it's a crazy one in the fact that it's not being covered by mainstream news. I don't think anywhere. I've been frantically texting people in America um, that I've had on my show that are interested in this sort of stuff about churches being burned down all across the country. I think we're up to seven or eight 
right now, which is a crazy, crazy thing for it not to be covered because we know it would be covered if it was synagogues or mosques or maybe even Buddhist temples if that's... <laughs> that exists yeah. here. Oh, oh, they do exist, and you're quite right. Um, although the year is exactly half done as of the end of today, um, this, Andrew, is, and I think it will be at the end of the 2021, this is the most overlooked, underreported story of 2021. As you said, it's what, seven churches now that have been burnt down? And by the way, in case anyone gets the idea that, oh, this is, uh, this is good. This is about anti-colonialism. This mm. is good because it's taking a, a shot at the residential school system in which, uh, uh, so many, uh, young, uh, natives lost their lives. The thing is, when you look at the reality, these are churches on native reserves that the vast majority of people going to the church are indeed natives. Natives are being uh, married there. Uh, there are community centers for get-togethers. There are funerals that take place in these native churches. Can you explain to me, Andrew, how this is up with native rights by burning, incinerating a building to the ground that was used almost exclusively by natives. Well, the type of people that think this is a good response to something are not the type of people that are going to look into this. So they don't know that yeah. they're native churches. They don't even probably know that a large segment of the population of native Canadians um, became converted to Catholicism and are still Catholics or still Christians. And despite what may have happened in the past, there are people who are clearly practicing in these churches that are not just colonialists yeah. and all these other labels you want to put on them. It reminds me of when it was the summer of burning down and um, decapitating statues in the U.S. where there was one that was vandalized. That was the first uh, black army, uh, I don't know if it was yes. brigade, um, yeah. uh, corps in the United States. So they don't really put much research into it. They see statue, they see church. They say burn it down. I mean, you could make the same argument for the president's church in Washington last year. I mean, Obama was a president there. Yep. He went there. So there's not much research or consideration that goes into any of this. It's Catholic church or uh, Christian church bad, um, quite like it's Orange Man bad or anything else, uh, Menzies Man bad. <laughs> so the website is findthearsonist.com. And I believe we're giving out a reward for information leading to the arrest. Yeah. And you know something, uh, Andrew, I, I got to tell you, um, I have no evidence on which to base this. But my suspicion is it's probably not exclusively natives burning down these churches. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if these are white Social justice oh, warriors. Oh, that's my first assumption. Absolutely. And, uh, and again, I have to be clear, folks, we don't know who they are. We don't have a name. But you know what? I have a hunch we might get a name in the days ahead. Uh, Mr. Producer, I think we have a little video about fight, findthearsonist.com. And if we can run that, well, if you have some inside information, folks, it might be financially beneficial for you to cough it up. $10,000. That's how much we at Rebel News are prepared to offer to whoever provides us with a tip at findthearsonist.com, which leads to the arrest of one or all of the suspected arsonists responsible for what is obviously most likely the targeted and hate-motivated burning of Catholic churches in Canada 
In case you were unaware, in just over a week, at least five Catholic churches have gone up in flames on First Nation reserve land. As if targeting Christians by destroying their houses of worship isn't bad enough, these churches were used willingly by Indigenous Christians, and some of them were located close to the homes of Indigenous families in a very dry region where out-of-control fires in the middle of summer could have destroyed their lives and their livelihoods. Yet from what I can see, no politician, anti-hate groups, or even religious leaders are taking this seriously and doing anything to protect these communities from future fires. But we are, and that's where you come in. If you know absolutely anything about who may be behind destroying these places of worship, head to findthearsonist.com. There you'll find the full details of the $10,000 reward we are prepared to offer and we assure you as well that your confidentiality is guaranteed. Of course, shout out to <clears throat> the West Coast team of Dre Humphrey and Matt Brevner. We're delivering high quality 4K imagery out there. Oh, uh, absolutely. They're knocking it out of the park. You know, it, it's amazing to, you know, build on something you said earlier before the video, uh, Andrew. Um, if this was, say, a, uh, a mosque that had been burnt down, and I'm talking about one, not seven. How soon would Justin Trudeau be on a government challenger jet mm -hmm. and going to whichever city that happened? we That's not uh, speculation, folks. As you know, Andrew, a couple of years ago, just on the report, which turned out to be false, of a young girl having her hijab um, scissored by um, supposedly an Asian assailant. And then once we dove into the, the story, it was a complete fabrication. Um, Trudeau was there for that. All, all, all the, the the notables, based on an accusation, not not a, there hadn't even been charges, there hadn't even been a trial, and yet he says nothing. And correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Justin Trudeau a Catholic himself? I'm sure he claims to be. Um, I'm not sure the last time he would have went to confession, even though he could have probably have access to the Vatican a couple times if he wanted to. He would be there, whichever <laughs> premier. It happened in would also be there. There'd be a national inquiry. There'd be an investigation into white supremacy. There'd be all sorts of things. There'd be uh, blank checks for whichever community it came into. Yep. And there would be all of that. But Christian churches, I guess, doesn't matter. And I've mentioned this many times before. I'm not religious at all, but I do believe in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. That's why I don't believe in the lockdowns and the arresting of pastors. I believe in inalienable rights. Um, and it doesn't seem like the right to worship is being treated evenly here in Canada and people in America and across the world can see with Arter Pawlowski. And I don't think that the government actually cares. I think that they see this as something that their fan base would not particularly care for them to come out and speak against because all that's really left over there is extreme far leftism. And I hate to say extremism, but that appears to be all that's left, we can go over the examples I'm sure I talk about in many, many videos, but I don't think they care. I think they just want to let it blow by if that's possible, but we're up to seven now, I believe. Don't don't uh, quote me on that. It could be six, seven, or eight. Um, some of them are native churches, and there, there's crickets from the media who are just so quick to jump on anything that's a social justice issue, anything that they can report on as hate, as there's hate all across the country yep. for X, Y, and Z. 
but um, almost said Z there, David Menzies. <laughs> Probably would have bothered you. But yeah, there there's, seems to be no national outrage when Blaze TV or PragerU are covering it more than outlets that are probably down the road from these uh, these instances, there's a huge problem. You know, it's so shameful, Andrew. Um, I get it that in the newsrooms of our media in Canada, there would be, uh, I would imagine, an anti-Christian, anti-Catholic bias. That's irrelevant. This is a news story. When you have up to seven churches so far and counting, getting incinerated, burnt to the ground, you have to put your personal biases on the back burner and report on what's happening. And there's such very little of this. And there's no outrage. I mean, uh, like I said, if this was any other, I believe, place of worship, you would have a CBC town hall running for three hours with the usual suspects wringing their arms and, you know, lamenting how Canada is built on hate and privilege and all the rest of it. And right now it's crickets. And it's shameful. I don't care what your political viewpoints are. Um, news is news. And this is indeed news. And folks, I can tell you, uh, that's $10,000 uh, to you if you can uh, find us who is doing this. And you know, I'll tell you, Andrew, rewards do work. When our lovely colleague, Sheila Gunn-Reed, was actually punched in the face by the fake feminist, no, not Justin Trudeau, at Dion Buse at a woman's rally in Edmonton. I can tell you this, folks, when we put up an award, and I think a reward, and I think it was $1,000, not $10,000, within minutes, <laughs> people were ratting out, there it is, find, find the thug, including folks to show you what a little thug this guy is. Um, some of the tips came in from his friends and family members. You know, this guy must be so popular uh, around the table on Thanksgiving dinner that his own family members would rat him out. And we we do pay these rewards. So that was only a thousand. This is greater uh, by a factor of ten. And um, there has to be justice done here. There has to. And it, it, I just can't imagine that there is su such a matter of anonymity. I'm sure there are some people that know some people that know who did this. And I'm telling you, $10,000 just for coming forward and doing the right thing, telling the truth so that we can have a, um, a trial of this person. Uh, I think that's good. And, you know, arson is nothing to sneeze at. As Drea mentioned, these, some of these churches, there's homes close by. Could you imagine losing your home to a fire because some Lugan thought it was uh, an act of social justice to incinerate a place of worship that caters to a native population. Uh, you know, Andrew, my, my head is about to explode. I'm surprised there isn't footage out there of any of this happening, <clears throat> to be completely honest. You've got to transition. It's findthearsonist.com if you want to contribute any information there or sign up for updates about that because it's a crazy story. And only we are covering it, of course, David Menzies. Yeah. Why else would the rest of the country cover, you know, legitimate hate crimes? And it's not like our office is just like spilling over with Christians either. No. It's not like our office is spilling over with any one thing. We cover each thing. And I think people know that uh, they can actually trust us to cover things evenly, despite what, you know, 
uh, Wikipedia says, David Mendes. Yeah. But you've got your own uh, reward system going here. Oh, for, what now, a great I segue. I wasn't here for this when this first started, or else I would have discouraged you based on uh, my disdain for you alone. Well, well, let, let, let me tell you. Well, well thank you very much You're for welcome. that. Uh, but uh, I, I do believe honesty is the best policy, so thanks for keeping it real. Uh, maybe Mr. Producer can put up an image of our Rebel News store, uh, which is... Uh, has an inventory that's growing on a weekly basis, it would seem, and such fine merchandise indeed, especially one particular T-shirt. Um, look at that. That is... Oh, I love the Fauci Pinocchio. The boardroom, I, I'm buying one of those myself. The boardroom requested some Alex Jones today, so I think this is the appropriate time. If you go to therebelnewsstore.com, <laughs> Fauci lied, people died. You know that, Arter Pawlowski is fighting for freedom. The Menzoid... Ah, uh, there we go. That's uh, probably our latest shirt. I mean, look at that in orange, folks. You buy the Menzoid T-shirt in <laughs> orange, you will not be lost at sea, okay? That search and rescue helicopter is going to see that uh, color from 100 kilometers away. Is that how you're marketing it? That's your angle? Is no, you that's... You will be the, found. <laughs> you might be shot by Dick Cheney yes. as well. Wearing the Menzoid T-shirt is good for your health and safety in case you're in a boating accident. That is how I'm marketing it. But no, but no, to gin the wheels, because Mr. Vice President, he was saying they're selling well, but then he he devastated me, uh, Andrew. Much like yourself, he, he <laughs> believes that, that honesty is the best policy. And he says it's not the runaway bestseller I thought it would be. And of course, I crumbled like a house of cards. My feelings were so hurt. I was so triggered. So I thought I'd do some old school kind of uh, FM radio promotion, which is this, folks. The first person that comes up to me wearing one of those Menzoid t-shirts. Here, how do you like these apples? $100, so you're gonna get more than double the money that you paid for that shirt. And uh, what's my uh, ulterior motive in this? Well, of course, I'll admit, I want you to all run <laughs> and buy those shirts and wear them. And we will, you know, and by the way, some conditions here. Uh -oh. Friends, family members, and co-workers are not eligible for this. This has to be uh, Joe or Jane Doe on the street wearing it, somebody uh, that I have no connection to because I want to keep it honest. And I want to film me giving you the $100 for proof in case any, you know, conspiracy theorists out there think this was all um, a shtick or a sham or a scam, because it is not. I'm going to give you this lovely portrait of Robert Borden, who I understand <laughs> was History responsible lesson. for conscription in um, uh, 1917 for the First World War. Uh, you know what? Does that mean he's about to be canceled? I mean, he damn well should be. <laughs> Much like David Menzies <laughs> trapping you into listening to this. So you there you go. And, uh, you know, it is a lovely shirt. Uh, Super chat us where you want to meet David Menzies to show him your shirt. Well, you know what? It could be an alleyway, David. <laughs> yeah, it could be... Outside of an Arby's, maybe no, by the it, dumpster. It's going to be completely <laughs> organic, and I think maybe tomorrow, Dominion Day, I think that's I'm when... I'm not sure what Dominion Day is, David Mendes. Well, Dominion Day is the proper name for Canada Day, uh, which was, I think, illegally changed back in 1982 by Prime Minister Trudeau. That would be Pierre, not Justin. And if you look into the history of it, it was a bill put forth 
on the last day of Parliament. Uh, it was a Friday in July. And this is always what disturbed me. It was seven members short of a quorum, Andrew. And whether or not you like Canada Day or Dominion Day, a quorum is a quorum. And back then, I don't know if it's changed uh, because there's been more seats added, but a quorum in the House of Commons was 20 MPs. And they had 13. So seven short of a quorum. And I went to the Parliamentary Rules Committee when I was first writing about this to say, how can this be? How could anything past that day go through with less than a quorum? And this is the, uh, the hitch, folks. If everybody in the House agrees, if there's unanimous consent, you don't need a quorum. And maybe that's no biggie for the name change of a holiday. Uh, but what if it was something more important? What if it was something like Bill C-10, right? Um, so I think that's a cautionary tale um, of how much this stunk. It was clearly snuck through. More than 100 years of history uh, was eradicated by uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. And uh, I am forever a champion of Dominion Day. That's what I grew up with. Uh, that's what I celebrated as a kid up until the early 80s. And, uh, you know, I, I, was so, I also think, Andrew, I mean, I love Canada, but Canada Day, it just seems so manufactured. It, it seems like when you look at the, look at that, there's a beauty. We just thing. need a David Menzies section on the store. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> Go to themenzoid.com, get your Dominion Day, Absolutely. get your Maple Leaf Garden shirt, Absolutely. your Sky Dome shirt, everything <laughs> that do, you don't want the name to change. We're selling it there along with our iodized uh, toothpaste. But, you know, Andrew, I look to our cousins to the south, and on July 4th, they're celebrating their big national holiday. And it's not USA Day, which kind of sounds like a daily newspaper. It's Independence Day. How powerful is that? Meanwhile, we have Canada Day, which, as I've always said, is one consonant removed from a brand of ginger ale. You know, so let I would love to see as it'll never happen. Um, but uh, I nevertheless go through life every July 1st, uh, saying Happy Dominion Day uh, to those of a certain age who get it. Because I think for your generation and lower, uh, it just goes Probably, right over yeah. their head, unfortunately. Well, we, we might, don't like teaching history here. Well, we folks. might not want to do <laughs> Canada Day this year. Um, the Conservative well, Party isn't sure if we should do it. Um, Michelle Rempel Garner, who you know, who wants you to recognize your whiteness and <laughs> the system's dominated by white maleness, and she's sorry. And now we should consider canceling Canada Day, and she's so conservative out there. You know, those conservative provinces uh, with their conservative governments really showing how how much they want to conserve David Menzies. By let's just cancel our national holiday, our nation's birthday. Yep. Let's just you know recognize we're colonialists, David Menzies, and uh, get rid of our white. Rage. I think that's what I'm showcasing right now is our white rage. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Michelle Rempel. What, what? We should listen. Indigenous people doesn't name the tribe, doesn't name how many or who the person is. It's just indigenous people, says the Calgary Herald. Call on Calgary to scale back or cancel Canada Day celebrations, and we should listen. Now, she made a um, post on Facebook. I don't have Facebook, so I didn't read it. I invited her to come on my show, of course, to defend all the stuff she said about, you know, oh. white maleness. Um, yes. Possibly, she didn't say cancel candidates. She said we should consider it. So I invited her to come on and talk. But, you know, the biggest, you know. Wait a second, did you even get a response? No, of course not. The biggest <laughs> news uh, channel in the country can't get a response. They wouldn't want to come on and, you know, defend their ideas. It doesn't usually happen. Um, you know, maybe she's got a rooftop thing she needs to go to. 
Maybe she's got a, you know, a removing my whiteness class she has to go to. Who Maybe knows? she has to go. Doesn't she, her husband, have a, a ranch well, yeah, in she's, Oklahoma? She's got to go back to, uh, you know, fighting for the people from the United States, David Menzies. Yeah. Now, we talk about lockdowns. The indoor stuff is still not coming back. I think... Doug Ford has bragged about it, but we're still not having indoor uh, physical activities. Of course, Doug Ford doesn't care about that. Even though his daughters are all fitness gurus, um, clearly they haven't put the pressure on. I'm very disappointed in them not speaking up and saying anything at all this whole time. Wasn't one of the sister, one of the daughters, rather, uh, indeed, I'm going back several months ago, uh, taking a contrarian stance to oh, her father? They were. They're happy to post a small things on social media that are like photos and stuff. Um, I stopped paying attention because I find it cowardly that they're not. Imagine if Ivanka Trump or Eric or Don Trump Jr. just said, I'm not making comments on anything. I will not do anything. I cannot make any public. I'm just an innocent child of the you know, the commander-in-chief of this province. So my point is Doug Ford's not going to open gyms right now. I'm pretty sure we've reached the threshold to go to the next stage, which, of course, we can't do for reasons beyond me, David Menzies. Yeah. Justin, now look at producer this. Justin so quick. It's like he's got a revolving door of graphics. It's wonderful. So I believe we've already hit 70 and 25, have we not? Do we know this? Um, I believe you are correct. I'm not certain, though. But, but by the way, uh, again, I'm confused and distracted. Have we gone to a new color system? Uh, now yes. it's orange, blue, green. They keep changing. <laughs> <laughs> and now I love the thing. This is what we pointed out when this first came out. Please leave it up there, producer Justin. Step two, 70% and 20 uh, percent fully vaccinated. Step three, 70 to 80 percent and five, 25 percent fully vaccinated. So we're going five percent fully vaccinated and all of a sudden so many things can be lifted. The difference in five percent fully vaccinated population is somehow larger indoor gatherings and uh, full indoor dining and gyms reopening. It doesn't make any sense. Doug Ford doesn't care about health, clearly. It's like that German health minister that's like 400 pounds. <laughs> Doug Ford doesn't care about health. It's the last thing on his mind. Um, well, wait a second. As long as the uh, Cheesecake Factory up at your I was actually going to say that, too. <laughs> I'm an outdoor the, patio. <laughs> the middle column there is where we're supposed to be at now. Retail capacity, 25%. I saw people lining up for winners yesterday. Why are you lining up for winners? I saw people lining up for uh, Value Village. And um, I'm just thinking... Oh, overnight camps, David Menzies. That's well, for you. You, you. Surely people aren't that desperate for clothing. I mean, if, if you were wearing rags on your body, <laughs> right, I could understand you want a new pair of slacks and a shirt. Oh, public libraries. Now you can learn again. But no fitness, David Menzies. And we're the only place in North America that does not have any indoor fitness. Now, of course, um, this is all probably gonna go away because of the Delta Gamma Kappa Phi variant, which 50% uh, of the fully vaccinated folks in Israel still uh, caught, even though it's got the, uh, we're really using the, 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 <laughs> the warning here to a <laughs> full effect. 50% um, of the people that caught the Delta variant in Israel were fully vaccinated. Of course, they're admitting this in California now. So you got to put those masks back on for indoor um, activities in both Israel and California now. Because it's just the sniffles, which is, this is not me saying it, uh, YouTube. This is other sources. <laughs> 
the sniffles and cough are some of the symptoms of the Delta variant. Now that's very dangerous, David Manzies. I want to know what happens when we get to you know the Robo um, Gamma variant, where all of a sudden robots invade your house. That's one of the symptoms, yeah. I believe, is what's coming next with the fall of. Uh, What's the Terminator thing? Skynet's Skynet. Gonna, yes. Skynet will come down and then Bell will save us. Who knows? Well, it's funny you say Skynet because I, <laughs> I, I don't think that this is really about a virus anymore. <gasps> David I, Menzies. I, I think it's about control. I think wow. the unelected, unaccountable health bureaucrats. Yeah, I'm speaking about you, Dr. Tam and Dr. Davila and all the other phony baloney doctors. By the way, let's not call them top doctors. Uh, <laughs> the, these are health bureaucrats, because many of these people <laughs> haven't advisors. practiced medicine for decades. But um, I think we're in a never-ending spiral, unfortunately, Andrew, of uh, various variants coming out. Um, we know, and this again, we talk about overlooked and underreported uh, when it came to the church fires. Same too with the Wuhan virus. We don't, the media doesn't really like to talk about the death toll as opposed to positive cases of the coronavirus. They don't like to talk about the lion's share of the death toll, which typically are elderly people in long-term care facilities with an underlying medical condition. It's almost as though this thing is like Ebola. It, it, it can strike you down no matter how healthy or how young you are. And that's simply not true, Andrew. It's simply not true. Well, there's not even any talk about cases or deaths anymore. And uh, writing room Dave has pointed out that, uh, not you, <laughs> uh, writer Dave pointed out last week that the case numbers on, I think, the 21st or 22nd of June were the pretty much the exact same as they were last year. So what exactly have we done? Um, Florida hasn't collapsed, South Dakota, yep. all these states, Texas. which is, I think, over 20 now have not collapsed in an epidemic of uh, hospital overflowing, which of course, I'm sure we're still on the brink in Ontario of the hospitals overflowing. You know, my friends and uh, friends. colleagues, yeah, believe it or not, I do have a few, <laughs> uh, who have been to Florida, they tell me, Andrew, it's a different world there. It's like an alternate universe in terms of the uh, number of people that can congregate somewhere, the, the, the lack of masking, the lack of social distancing. And you're right, uh, Florida is not into an emergency state with uh, positive case cases at all. How is it that this is the same virus we're talking about? Th these are the same variants we're talking about. How is it it's so different in Florida compared to Ontario, especially when we have a supposedly conservative premier who ran on the platforms of for the people and <laughs> incredibly uh, open for business? Um, how many businesses have you seen open last year and a half? I, I see quite the opposite. I see businesses oh, with for lease, for rent, for sale signs in the window. It's shocking. I mean, if you look at the Euro 2020 soccer tournament that's yep. going on right now across Europe, okay. they get to have people in the stands in all those countries, even if it's half capacity. Do you think that they would just open something here and say half the, like 30,000 people can go in, 20,000, 15,000? No, oh, of course not. No, and that's not speculation, Andrew. We saw uh, May 31st um, at the Scotiabank Arena. Do you remember that? Game seven mm -hmm. 
of the Leafs and Montreal playoff series. Uh, like I said, Scotiabank Arena, a.k.a. the factory of sadness, as I like <laughs> to call it. Um, and um, there was um, a few hundred people, uh, healthcare professionals predominantly, let in. And um, yet, I think the number was at 350. I'm going by memory. I went down to cover it. I think it was 350. Uh, meanwhile, in Montreal, a couple of days earlier, it was, I think, 3,500. So um, apparently going across the Ontario-Quebec border <laughs> changes something in the science. God knows what, folks. But that, to me, the disturbing thing about that um, other than the Leafs, uh, as per <laughs> usual, blowing a 3-1 lead, uh, was the fact that that was really Toronto's um, first vaccine passport event. All those healthcare professionals had, uh, who went into the Scotiabank Arena that day, folks, you had to have your jabs to see the Habs. Still wore masks, though, for some reason. Yeah, uh, and, and, and there was, and, and also as the Videotron showed in the square, which would normally be showing the game and people would congregate there. We can't have that much fun in Toronto, mm -hmm. even outdoors. Uh, there were strict warnings, um, from the, uh, the, the arena staff that you were not allowed to eat nor drink. That's at, fair. At the, yeah. How miserable is that? You're sitting there for three hours. And I can't even have a sip of water. That is somehow going to lead to being a, a super spreader event. Well, you went to that uh, park clearing last week oh, where yeah. John Tory said that was okay, you know. Uh, and I don't get it, protesting for homeless encampments. And I have a, I'm not an unsympathetic guy, David Menzies, to transition to this homeless encampment problem in Toronto. But in Canada... As it stands right now, the government is throwing money at people by the brick load. Um, there's plenty of Toronto shelters, as you're well aware of, having stayed in all of them, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> only stayed in five. Um, but there's plenty of that. Yep. There's a generous welfare uh, system in the country. Uh, there's so much help. And then people want to go out there and they're like, Let's, yes, they should be able to build their own homes out in the middle of the park that people pay, pay taxes to be clean. Indeed. Uh, it, none of it makes any sense. You're either crazy and the government should help you, or you ha are poor and the government can help you. I don't see where this need for, uh, you know, <laughs> living quarters in a public area, where, which may or may not include vicious dogs attacking David Menzies. Yes. I don't see where the room for this is. The compassion is already there waiting for people. And uh, every day I'm seeing people stand at the at the lights asking me for money because what? Like you can't go to a welfare office because you can't, uh, you know... David, well, help me out here, David Menzies, no, well, before I get homeless people throwing things at me. Well, no, and 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 I think we should be compassionate uh, to the homeless. And the idea of making them camp in a park is the opposite of compassion when we do have more than enough shelter space to house every single one of them. But here's the underlying thing, I think, Andrew, is that the woke crowd that came out to form a human chain. And <laughs> oh, so there goes that social distancing, the, you know, the, the COVID Karens that would normally scream at you uh, for being too close in a supermarket lineup. Suddenly they're okay locking arms with one another. It's all about virtue signaling for them. The homeless industry, perversely, 
has is now being driven not by give these people who are down on their luck and who need compassion and care, give them a place with three square meals and a roof over their head, but rather keep them homeless. It's their right to suffer, basically. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry, that's how I see it. It is all about them, these young, woke, social justice warriors who think that this is a, a civil rights issue if you will. They're, they are dangerous. They are causing to, and speaking of danger, this isn't all homeless, of course, folks, but we know there are dangerous people there. We know there are mentally ill people there. And that, and that's the result of decades ago of the government getting out of running um, mental institutions, um, having them depopulated on the proviso of, well, we have new whiz-bang meds now. As long as they take their meds, they're okay. They don't have to be institutionalized. Gee, what could go wrong with that? Oh, yeah, somebody will forget or refuse to take their meds. And that is, we are now reaping the so-called rewards of that strategy by having these people who are in danger or a danger to others building structures in public parks uh, eradicating playgrounds because the families that live around Trinity Bellwoods until this got cleared out, they wouldn't go there. There were needles where the playground, where, where the swings and the monkey bars were, folks. And explain to me again how this is an inherent right uh, in, for these people to live. Unbelievable. But I believe, do we have some super chats, Andrew? Do we, producer Justin? I'm about to bring out my phone. Okay, okay we're, then. we're going 21st century here, David Menzies. Yeah, well, I know. Um, these are called mobile phones. Well, they can go with you anywhere you want. This is where Andrew does all the heavy lifting, folks. If I can open a <laughs> message from Justin, the producer. Yes, um, Ryan Rosty, Rosty says, only wear tank tops. Make me a tank top with the men's weight on it. <laughs> You know what? I'm with this weather we're having. I'm a, I'm a fan of tank tops too. So, Mr. Producer, can you please put that in the suggestion box? Thank you. Jay Yoga <laughs> Retnam has given us two dollars and says this reminds me of Coach's Corner. I no longer watch hockey in English. I watch it in French. <laughs> it does. I think about that sometimes when I have to I have to get the yelling old man to calm down. Except I would never throw you under the bet the bus for CBC. Speaking of Coach's Corner, oh, no. I, I read a rumor in the Sun on Sunday that this uh, Stanley Cup final, this could be Ron McLean, a.k.a. Canada's biggest weasel. This could be his song, so, uh, swan song. Evidently, uh, Hockey Night in Canada is sick of his act and uh, McLean is sick of them. Uh, you know what's tragic? Uh, given that he's uh, being frog-marched potentially out the door at the end of uh, the, tire of, uh, the sound. Yeah, what he should have done is taken a righteous stance back in 2019, November, Remembrance Day, and say, you know what, I'm sticking with Don. Uh, I mean, really, Ron, if these rumors are true, this, you know, the gig is up after the, the next several Stanley Cup final games. Um, you could have left on a real high note. You could have had your honor, and now, well, you're just scurrying away like a weasel. How well, sad. They could, they could have gone the way of going out together, then they make their own commentary show, and then in, within months they would be picked up by a different sports network who is just like, let's just have them come in between periods. They get to do it from the comfort of their own home. Yep. But instead of that, he wanted to go the Dean Blundell way, which was, you know, <laughs> go down the tube and waving, shaking his fist at the cloud. De shout out Dean Blundell, you suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, really badly. Super U, chat from Annalisa, David's number top three fan, because I know there's 
There's a few super fans. David, your T-shirt rocks in capitals. Oh, fantastic! Uh, I hope she um, she's saying that based on actually receiving a T-shirt in the mail, uh, as opposed to just looking at the image. But thank you very much, Channel. I think she's probably made her own David Menzies shirts. Uh, <laughs> Would that be trademark infringement? Uh, you should sue her. <laughs> super tip for Mister Twenty Six: Five Dollars. A hyper chat of one library from Juice Moose. Good name, Juice Moose. They call it Canada Today, so when they change it to Communist Day, people will notice. <laughs> Only a few different letters, I guess. Hyper chat from History Club World. Andrew, who is one person you want to interview but probably won't ever get a chance to? And both of you, do you think Rebel Love will move into sports news? Um, I want to interview Dana White. I want to interview the president of Barstool Sports. Speaking of sports... Uh, Dave Portnoy. So lots of people I want to interview. You um, said anyone. What about Donald Trump? Reach for the stars. I mean, I could, but I feel like you need Trump in person. Uh, the, he only does phone <laughs> interviews when he's not in person. So, Andrew, I love your show. I'm calling now. I'd love to interview any of the Trumps. It's the best show ever. All the others this stink. Is, the other shows. This might be the best show in the history of the world. Um, do you think Rebel News will ever move into sports news? I mean, probably not. We're uh, unless we start branching off into everything. Yeah, you know, uh, Rebel News weather with David Menzies. Well, if I, we do cover sports stories, and but it's not who won. We're not reciting box scores. It's when politics mm -hmm. get involved, such as radical transgenderism right now infecting the world of sports, where you have men who are clearly men unfairly competing uh, with women like uh, old Mother Hubbard uh, from New Zealand in uh, weightlifting. Uh, if you didn't know David Menzies, yeah. he only transitioned at the age of 35. And, I don't, and I'm pretty sure he hasn't even transitioned. He's on hormone therapy, but he still has all of his anatomy. 35 years old, all of a sudden 42-year-old competing in the Olympics, qualified. What other sport can you qualify in the Olympics past the age of like 32? Oh, yeah. And this is the oldest participant in the weight. I think 43 he is? I think it's 42. 42? Doesn't matter. Um, and yet, even with that disadvantage uh, via father time. Can we still call it father time? Uh, person father, time. Person time. as And mother nature would be birthing person nature. Uh, in any <laughs> event, uh, he, uh, I'll, I'll tell you folks, if you have a few quid to wager on women's <laughs> weightlifting. Bet the proverbial farm on Hubbard. Uh, I don't see how he can lose. And yeah, that's right. I called him he because that's what he is. It is a disgrace. So basically, when politics intersects with the world of sports, which is happening even more frequently, look at these athletes, you know, turning their back in the U.S. on uh, the playing of the national anthem in Olympic qualifying. Uh, I'm really disturbed by that. Um, one was that female hammer thrower, um, Andrew. Very if, popular sport. If you really think the United States of America is such a despicable regime, then why are you competing in the name of the yeah, USA you can in the first place? claim anyone. She just wants, and shout out to Andrew Schultz, another guy I want to interview, uh, spam him if you'd like. He was talking about how you can perform under another flag if you yeah, want, yeah. Um, but she probably wants that, you know, U.S. Olympic team money and the training facilities and everything wonderful that comes with it. Um, so, like... Russian athletes weren't allowed to compete under the Russian flag in the last Summer Olympics, so it was just uh, people well, had a generic flag of people from Russia. Again, that was a disgrace, too, because... It's for Andrew, different reasons, but Yeah, still. well, they were caught red-handed yeah. cheating, <laughs> and the penalty from the IOC is you can't wave your flag. Ooh, you sure that wasn't a little harsh? They should have been booted out 
uh, of the Olympics entirely for a, a, an amount of time. Because uh, if that's the IOC's version of the uh, death penalty in terms of being caught uh, cheating, then no one's going to respect the IOC rules. I don't think people do anyway. And reminder, a lot of this is coming from Odyssey and Super U, so watch on there. Watch on Rumble as well. You know, Donald Trump's now on Rumble, so hopefully that's going to blow it up. The hell with YouTube. Um, <laughs> Hollywog on Super U says, DeSantis, if Florida didn't lead fight against federal COVID overreach, U.S. would look like Canada, probably. Yeah. Hyper chat of three library from Rebecca Henderson. I wouldn't be surprised if Ontario or the rest of Canada will be in lockdown September, October, then Ford and Trudeau will start opening up when it's election campaigning season and say, look how well we handle the pandemic and call themselves heroes. Of course yeah. they're going to do that. Joe Biden has done the same thing with vaccines um, that may or may not slash definitely work 100% of the time. Um, MVP 9337. Most Valuable Primate is what I'm going with, that movie, <laughs> your favorite movie. Keep people in a state of panic. That's their plan. History Club World says... I find it funny how small conservative medicine hat has managed to get rid of homelessness while big liberal Toronto is full of homeless people. Look at a, just go do some quick Wikipedia research for yourself um, of how long certain cities, think of the worst cities you can think of for violence and stuff in the United States, and then just look at how many times they've elected a Democrat mayor. Detroit, St. Louis, New York, Chicago, um, Atlanta, Baltimore. Some places it's 50 years. Most of the times it's 30 years and they wonder why their cities don't work very well. I, I'm always fascinated by that, Andrew, how the Democrats penalize and torment their own supporters in these Democrat cities by allowing crime to rage out of control. It, 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 it's fascinating to me. History Club World also says we should hire Don Cherry and find someone else, make Rebel News Sports Division. And please follow History Club World on Instagram. Nice plug. <laughs> and, and by the way, Don Cherry, uh, you were mentioning if Ron McLean, Don Cherry went off and did their own thing. Don Cherry has indeed done that. Yeah. He does have a podcast. And I, I think, you know, um, we would, oh my goodness, I would love Don Cherry to be a regular contributor. But I, I think, you know, he's getting on. He's had enough BS. And he just likes to, you know, sit in his own personal studio uh, with his son and uh, talk hockey, and um, that's what he wants to do, and so be it. Don Cherry is on Twitter. Everybody watching right now, if you have a Twitter, go tell Don Cherry to come on my show. I know he doesn't want to do TV stuff anymore, yeah. but I think if however many people are watching, at least half you go and just tag me and say, go on the show or go on Rebel News, tag Rebel News, uh, maybe that'll convince him. And he was very... Appreciative. He left me a voicemail when, uh, thanks to you folks, you signed our petition, something like, did we get 100,000 signatures? It was just, we gave Don a hard copy. We didn't send him just some computer link of every single one of you who signed that petition in support of Don Cherry, and he was very moved by that, so thank you. That should go in a case somewhere. Super you chat from Mr. 26. Can you interview Brother K, leader of Bloodstained Men? I can send a link to his page. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sounds like a biker gang. So if you can get me an interview with somebody from Sons of Anarchy, I'll do that. Um, hyper chat from Chops ITMC. First place in the women's hammer throw trial set a new record, but third place gets screen time for yipping as an also ran. Ain't that the truth? 
this is language that I'm not familiar with. Um, I think that's it, and we can move on to Pastor Tim Stevens, who of course is in jail. Everybody's wondering if he's going to have to stay in jail when um, the restrictions are lifted. Um, this phantom world of Alberta, where everybody's free and wonderful, yeah. where they like to play pretend that their government is special and they're not. Um, they've arrested several pastors, of course. Um, terrible stuff. There's footage of Pastor Tim Stevens and his children just crying. And then, you know, David Menzies, I wonder how they square this away. The people that email me and say, oh, they're breaking the law. This is good that they're breaking the law. How do you square this with the rest of the stuff that the government's doing? I mean, do you support religious freedom or do you just do whatever the government says? I, I, I have a hard time wondering why there's so many people in Alberta who just think, Follow any law that the government says, and it is just. You know, David Menzies, uh, if they make a law that says uh, you need three wheels on your car instead of four, <laughs> just drive the sparks down the road. You know, it's for it's for the best. Don't question anything, David Menzies. You know, that might be an unfortunate joke, given what happened to Pastor Art's uh, vehicle. Exactly. When people re removed the lug. Isn't that fascinating? You know, we're against these pastors because they are conducting so-called super spreader events by having uh, a place of worship open and that's a risk to society and that's a risk to our health and you might um, suffer or even die because of the coronavirus and to prove our point we're going to loosen the lug nuts on a vehicle and uh, uh, perhaps kill the driver or some innocent person driving the opposite way that gets smashed with a wheel uh, again the loving tolerant left once again showing how loving and tolerant they truly are. <laughs> but you know, in terms of Pastor Tim, here's the deal, Andrew, now that Alberta is opening, it's as of tomorrow, Dominion Day, correct? Um, Alberta, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, Canada Day, I'd imagine. I could only think Dominion of Day. two reasons at this stage why you would hold Pastor Tim. One, is he a dangerous offender? No, of course not. Two, is he a flight risk? Um, do you think Pastor Tim would leave Canada and leave behind his uh, beautiful family and all those young kids? Hopping no. in his helicopter. So it's no and no. He's not dangerous. He's not a flight risk. Why is he behind bars? That makes no sense at all in terms of uh, justice. So um, he has to be set free. If he isn't, this is nothing short of vindictiveness by the government against this pastor. If you want to support all laws, defunding the police gets made into a law. You can yeah. take that. If you take San Francisco as an example, there's a law that says they don't uh, they don't go after people who steal under $950 worth of stuff. So Tucker Carlson does huge segments on that. So if all laws are just, then I think you're at a very scary place in your society. And I think, you know, uh, producer Mocha would very much agree with me on that. Yes, who you did interview recently That's correct. on your show. Um, you do know. we have footage of this Pastor Tim Rally producer, Justin? I'm getting the thumbs up. I think in this country that means yes. Okay. So let's go. <laughs> it depends on which finger is raised. He raises a lot of them at me, for many <laughs> especially when I wear shorts around him. He definitely, see, he's doing it right oh, now. The, oh, my the, God. Oh, boy, that Somebody was super naughty. chat Justin. He's feeling angry. Let's go to the video. <laughs> Free Pastor Tim. Free Pastor Tim. Free Pastor Tim! this, the general public would not know what was happening, not just to my husband, to, to our society. 
how things are being stripped away. So we're just, we're thankful for you guys. Thank you for just being here to cover what nobody else will touch. So there's an awakening going on around here. Canadians are waking up. They're waking up in Ontario. They're waking up in Alberta. They're waking up in BC. They're waking up in every province and territory across this country. And it's incumbent, it's incumbent upon us to keep up the fight. It's incumbent upon us to say enough is enough. I understand that you've declared yourself as a Christian, seeing, uh, you know, we're, we're called to judge things by their fruit. I haven't seen good fruit out of you, mister. And I just pray that uh, things straighten up on your end and that you and that you come back into alignment with God and learn to govern your people, your God-fearing people, accordingly. Because we will not uh, pick you over, over Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. I don't know how big you think you are, but Christ is bigger. Adam Sos here for Rebel News at the Calgary Remand Center for the second Saturday in a row for another rally in support of Pastor Tim Stevens. This rally will take on a decidedly more political tone compared to last week's. Last week was mostly pastors speaking and they were largely engaging in prayerful protest in support of Pastor Tim Stevens. This week we have Derek Sloan and John Carpe and like I mentioned it will be a decidedly more political tone. Uh, an era of protest is certainly Certainly present among those gathered here. We are expecting a significantly larger crowd than last week as well. So we're going to follow the events as they proceed throughout the day, talk to some people to get their opinions, and we'll keep you posted as the day proceeds. So don't think, don't think this is over July 1st, because these lockdowns can be brought back on a moment's notice. Again, violating our charter freedoms unjustifiably and violating our constitution that requires laws be passed by elected members of the federal parliament, the provincial legislatures. You can't have one unaccountable individual legislating for the entire province for 15 months. It's contrary to our constitution. So we are here with John Carpe. You're set to speak today. Is that right? Yes. Uh, what are you going to be sharing? about today? Well, I want to be uh, in support of Pastor Tim Stevens, who is still in jail. It'll be uh, almost two weeks by tomorrow. And uh, remind people that with the July 1st opening, uh, we are not out of the water. The laws are on the books that allow for the immediate reestablishment of a medical dictatorship on a moment's notice. Uh, it could be July 15th, August 1st, September 1st, September 15th. At any time, uh, the Kenny government can, can reappoint uh, Dina Henshaw as effectively uh, kind of like a monarch of the province who makes laws for everybody without any input from the legislature. So we are far from out of the water. And I fear that uh, even though some lockdown measures might be lifted, they're going to be replaced by mandatory vaccinations. And I fear that uh, Canadians who are not willing to get themselves injected with an experimental vaccine are going to become second-class citizens. Now, close. You know, Andrew, I just got to say that that beautiful, albeit disturbing footage of Pastor Tim with his family when he was originally arrested and hauled away uh, by the Calgary Police Service. Um, folks, does that look like he's a flight risk to you? Do, you? do you think he would abandon such a loving family? And we know he's not dangerous unless you consider his words and his thoughts to be weaponized. But here's the thing, uh, as Adam mentioned, and he's doing great work on this file, uh, 
It's the politicization of this case right now. And I think it's important to look at the politics that we're seeing in Alberta, Andrew. Um, Jason Kenney, when he was an MP in the Stephen Harper federal government, he was responsible for a bill uh, promoting religious freedom. I guess it was only meant for countries outside of Canada, obviously. And now that he's premier, a conservative premier, no doubt, in the most conservative province in Canada, what do we see him going after? Churches, motocross events, rodeos. Uh, this is incredible. These are the people who are his base. And of course, there was that rumored remark he made where he said he wanted a new base. Oh, really? Like Huey Lewis in the news, I want a new drug. <laughs> what was wrong with the old base? The, the, the old base that gave you a supermajority. I think so much damage has been done to the old base, as uh, Premier Kenny would call them, that this, you know, seriously affects the chances of this government um, getting reelected or, or maintaining that majority. I think the one person in Alberta that is smiling like a Cheshire cat right now about all these pastors being uh, incarcerated is Rachel Notley. Not oh, because crazy Rachel. Yeah, not 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 <laughs> just because she agrees with this. And what does that tell you when you have Rachel Notley echoing the same policy of uh, Jason Kenney? But because we are seeing again. Uh, the perfect storm being created in Alberta where conservatives, um, they vote for an alternative party rather than the UCP, uh, where conservatives stay at home and Rachel Notley once again goes up the middle and that province is unfortunately cursed by a destroying NDP government. The only thing I think, Andrew, that Jason Kenney has on his side is time that when we get back to some sort of normalcy, that the, you know, memories of the average conservative Albertan will be very short and they won't remember this when the good times or something that resembles the good times come back. Because if Albertans, you know, take the, you know, the, the time to remember this and hold a grudge, I think this is very politically dangerous for his party. Well, the idea that people are still, for some reason, clinging on to that Alberta is this ultra-prosperous conservative place, it's completely been blown out of the water, and it should be still part of, and I think is, the Kenny government's plan to keep this idea, we're more free, we care more about the working class <laughs> people, we're blue collar, you know, oil fields and truck drivers and, and rodeos and stuff like this. And we're so Christian that we're arresting pastors and we're shutting down rodeos and we're doing all this stuff. Yeah. It's it's a fantasy now, and anybody who still holds it up as if uh, Alberta is special in the ter- in the sense of it's more conservative and more free, it's the Texas of Canada. It's a complete fantasy now. And my advice to people, I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I would say I'm going to. <laughs> don't, don't vote for any of the major parties. Vote off the board. Don't vote liberal, conservative, NDP. And I said this in a, in a different show People from Quebec, I'm friends. They're still going to vote block all the time as their uh, their rebellion. Oh, I don't know. I, I think you know. Uh, don't vote for any of these these parties. Vote off the board. Vote for a Christian party if you want. Vote for a libertarian party if you want. Just put the fear into these major parties. Not that Jagmeet or the Green Party can do anything, but f- put fear into the three bigger parties. 
that nothing is sacred and they're not going to be able to hold on to these votes if they just keep doing things that people are against. Yeah. You know, liberals, conservatives, and even uh, NDP supporters who are a brand of their own, they can all agree that arresting people based on their religion is wrong. Shutting down people's businesses are wrong. The defund police crowd and the anti-lockdown crowd are creeping ever closer together as police go and arrest people for no reason, but people are allowed to celebrate in Montreal shoulder to shoulder um, for the Canadians game, and there's no (laughs) consistency in any of it. The only difference is between these people now is that one group, the left group, wants the government to pay for more things, and the right group wants the government to leave them alone. But on a bunch of the other topics, people are realizing that, hey, we couldn't trust these parties that we thought we could trust to uphold our values and our concerns and and be part of what we want in the government. And it's turning out that it's pretty much one, the biggest four or five parties are all one. You know, how perverse is it, Andrew, that you perverse have... Perverse irony, would you uh, say? Well, not, not necessarily irony, just perverse period that Jason <laughs> Kenney allegedly said, I want a new base. Doug Ford condemned his supporters as a bunch of yahoos. You know, when Hillary Clinton talked about Trump supporters being a basket full of deplorables, she wasn't aiming the gun at her own base. <laughs> she was aiming at the enemy. Uh, what Kenny and Ford are thinking, I don't know. Uh, Andrew, it's the two minute warning before we sign off. I believe there are some more chats. Can you please get to that, my friend? Only Joe Biden insults his own <laughs> voters. Listen, you, you don't know how to use the internet and get ID, says Joe Biden, you know? Uh, say it in a whisper. Uh, that's <laughs> They don't know how to get IDs. They'll be, they're afraid they'll be deported if they get IDs. I don't know where I am. I need to be changed. You're all getting a check. He's crazy. He's literally lost his mind. Like, it's so sad. It's so creepy. Juice Moose says, I would say for Rebel Media and Rebel News, as you know, is our name Juice Moose. Or are you Moose Juice? To cover sports, it would have to be high school or college sports, or even college stuff is going woke. We're not going to talk. We're not going to cover high school and college sports. I'm sorry. Um, Share 21, who I believe believes in life after love, if I'm not mistaken. What does that mean? It's a share reference, David Menzies. Please, everybody. <laughs> Keeping Stevens in prison is meant to send a message to all Canadians who will not bend the knee. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, joyful art from the heart says, free Pastor Tim. History Club World is back paying our bills today. Thank I have you. a theory that the government arrests them because they're politically dangerous. Once Kenny got caucus members questioning him, he kicked them out. Shout out to Canada's best, Justin. I believe that's producer Justin. Oh, he's... Unless he's talking about Justin... He's going to end with it, he says. Follow History Club World on Instagram, he says again. He's getting his plugs in. He's paying for advertising, as you should, David Menzies. Do you have anything else to say to the world, to producer Justin, who hates us? Well, I just want to say to History Club World and all the other uh, chatters today, uh, thank you so much for your financial support. It's how we keep the lights on. We don't, uh, you know, wiggle our snouts up to the trough and get Justin Trudeau dollars like the mainstream media does. So thank you so much for whatever you can uh, uh, contribute in these harsh times. So it is 1 p.m. Eastern, so I'm going to say thank you to um, Justin, the super producer. Thank you very much for filling in and playing the role of uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed. Which I do on my own time anyways. (laughs) And I'm David Menzies, uh, the big boss man, Ezra. He will be back in this chair, not tomorrow. That's Dominion Day. We're taking the day off. Uh, But on Friday, you'll see Ezra here. In the meantime, stay sane. Message done.